Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, it's good to be back. Uh, seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm still Sean. Hi. Phone lines are still open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, good to be back. Thanks to uh, JD for doing the gig. As usual, he does a fine job. Uh, and I had a uh, really interesting and, and cool time. I'll, I'll tell you some stuff about that coming up. But let's just start with Tim Scott, shall we? Let's just start with Mr. Scott, uh, uh, the the senator from South Carolina, uh, announced yesterday that he is, in fact, running for, for president. And uh, I, I this was a midday speech. Uh, it was a very good speech. It was very folksy. It was very it was rousing. If you if you if people still use that word rousing, it roused me. I felt some rouse going down. Uh, and it was it, the, the, his story is is powerful. I mean, it's it's a powerful story. And as he said multiple times, it, his story is the true story, and his story flies directly in the face of a lot of this. Uh, you know, white uh, uh, privilege, uh, whiteness, you know, and we're inherently racist and you're inherently a victim and you'll never get around the racism of this country if you're black. And his story really just like Ben Scott before him, or uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, 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 I just went black on his last name. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It, it, it flies in the face of this idea that you will never make it. You're always going to need the government because you're always going to be oppressed and you're always going to be a victim. He said, you know, my, he grew up, uh, his parents divorced, I think, when he was seven. He was raised by his mom, who had to work, you know, round the clock to uh, provide. Grew up in a crummy little house in a one-room apartment uh, for, with his mom, but also with his grandparents. They live with the, his grandparents, what he described as a dirt house. And he rose above, and he, he became a U.S. senator. Now he wants to be a president, and it's it, it is very... It's a very powerful story. I mean, uh, 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 stories like Ben Carson. I'm sorry, I went blank. Dr. Ben Carson, um, who similar background, brain surgeon, presidential candidate, you know. Yeah, uh, And th- these stories uh, are all around you, too. You're not going to hear it from them, but Beyonce and Jay-Z are that story. And uh, amazing success in our culture they just bought the most expensive mansion in los angeles history it's powerful stuff it is and again the the tim scott story completely contradicts and flies in the face and invalidates this whole agenda of the left of victimization and systemic racism inherent white privilege equity it it destroys that whole narrative True, true that. But when you boil a guy like Tim Scott down to his policies, my wife and I were talking about this, watching the speech, which, you know, the, the mic drop was a little funky and surreal, but g- g- afforded him a great moment because people started chanting, Tim Scott, Tim Scott, Tim Scott. Great speech, not taken away from his speech, but you boil it down to his policies, what he actually wants to do, okay, uh, when it comes to immigration. I, I think the line from yesterday was, if your back door's open, you don't have a house, which is the same way, kind of a folksy way of saying, if you don't have a border, you don't have a country. Okay, his po- from a policy standpoint, it's Trump. He, it's Trump's agenda. It's Trump's stuff. It's Trumpy. 
Uh, DeSantis, I think Trey said, uh, my brother Trey said he was going to announce, I think, tomorrow. Uh, or whenever he ends up, uh, he's going back to Florida from some trip, I think, to the Midwest. And he's expected to announce. And even a guy like DeSantis, who has already, even before he's announced, tried to distance himself or separate himself out from Donald Trump. But damn, Skippy, his policies are going to be the same. They're all going to be Trump stuff because the Trump stuff works and the Trump stuff makes sense. So what are they going to run on if you're talking about immigration? I'm going to, uh, Tim Scott, I'm going to destroy the cartels. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, uh, tighten up the border, right? I'm going to stop the flow of fentanyl, Trump stuff. Uh, economy, uh, he talked about supply chain stuff, again, from a very Trumpian angle. From a policy standpoint, there's really no difference between Tim Scott and Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or pretty much anybody else that's going to uh, pop up to run on the Republican side. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, uh, I always think of this line when I'm in a moment like this where you really just kind of have to sit. It's really kind of hard to tell what's going to happen. It's Rooster Cogburn from True Grit. What do we do? Well, what do, you know, we sit and wait. What does he do? What does Trump do? If Trump, uh, this is my prediction or my sense, if, if Trump is goes too Trumpy in a sense, and uh, the more people stack up on the primary trail against him, who are running on basically his own policies, if he kind of devolves into that cheeky name-calling thing and just does the whole Trump thing of being insulting and coming up with little jokes and stuff, I don't think it's going to help him. He already has the winning hand, and the winning hand is his policies, which people desperately want someone to do. He's got to go at it as the OT, baby, as the original Trump. And this is, I, I'm going to give my wife credit for this because this was her, her taking the whole thing. He needs to go out there and say, you know, I really want to congratulate and thank my opponents on the primary tra- trail for believing in my policies so well that they're running on them. You know what I mean? And, and by the way, let me tell you what those policies are because they've worked in the past, which is why my colleagues are running on that agenda. You know, play it that way. If he plays it that way, Trump wins. In any event, okay, watching Tim Scott yesterday, maybe you agree or disagree, 210-599-5555. Again, I guess you could look at it uh, through the lens of this being a win-win situation. If you want the border tightened up, if you want the economy rocking and rolling, if you want to be energy independent again, because they're all going to run on that stuff, my prediction. They're going to try to distance themselves from him in regards to personality, you know, personality quirks, ego, and stuff like that, and, and, and tact, and, you know, uh, how do you communicate with people? But they can't really run against him on the policies because they have the same policies. So maybe it's a win-win situation in that whoever gets in, we hope, right, will tighten up the border, will uh, allow for school choice, uh, something they're dealing with in Austin right now, will uh, get the supply chain running again, will uh, move us towards energy independence, will kick the bad guys' asses around the world, you know? But there's only one thing different between whoever's going to stack up on that primary stage and Donald Trump, and you already know what it is. What are they? They're politicians. Sorry, I didn't mean to get creepy like Joe Biden and whisper and stuff, but... Sometimes, dramatically, it's effective. They're all politicians. Uh, And Trump still is not. 
And the problem with mere politicians uh, is that when it comes down to brass tacks, when it comes down to move or not move on something, they will always have a political consideration that Donald Trump never had. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Donald Trump did certainly what he thought was good for Donald Trump, but what was good for Donald Trump was doing stuff that's good for the country. He doesn't need anybody's money. He can't be angled. He can't be leveraged. He can't be pressured. And anybody who is a politician, and I love Ron DeSantis. I think he's a great guy. I'd be fine with him being president. I'd be fine with Tim Scott being president. But you know what? They are politicians. And at some point, you're going to hit the politician's wall. You know, that third wall where they're not really thinking about you anymore. They're thinking about who they're getting money from, who's supporting them on the next campaign trail. They're thinking about the polls. So... Do I believe at this point that ultimately what we need in the Oval Office is Donald Trump? Yes, absolutely at this point. You're damn right I believe that. Absolutely. Uh, if I if it's got to be Ron DeSantis, if it's got to be Tim Scott, if it's got to be one of these other people that shows up, sure. As long as they do that stuff that Trump would do when, if, if he were to get in. So there's my riff on the Tim Scott thing. 210-599-5555. Uh, if you want to comment on on that. And when we get back, why the old lady screamed at me on the airplane. That's coming up. Got some travel horror stories for you. Well, a travel observation I will make when I get back. And before I get there, just like I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago uh, on where in Rima. God, I'm such an old fart. I, I, I hate traveling at this point. I love being there for my kid. That was wonderful. I'll never forget, you know, some moments that happened over the past couple of days, but... Holy crap, I'm such a stick in the mud, man. It's not a secret. Traveling to me is moving from the bedroom to the living room, okay? All right. Uh, traveling to me is to go to the QT for the fancy hot dogs. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, FM 1701. I still got some jet lag going. James just informed me informed me it's age. Thanks, James, for explaining that I'm it's my old age that I'm still in jet lag state after, you know, flying in on uh, you Sunday didn't night. fly over the Atlantic. It was a four and a half hour flight. It's enough, James, to <laughs> screw me up. <laughs> Why the old lady yelled at me in a second. First let's, we're talking about Tim Scott. Let's talk to uh, Robert. Robert, how you doing? Doing great. Hey, welcome back, John. <laughs> Good uh, to be back. You know, it, it's so uh, weird that uh, all these people that want to run to be president, they want to use Trump policies. Sure. And you figure, you figure, uh, you know, it's like buying a car. You know, if you can afford a Corvette, you're not going to buy a sporty smart car. <laughs> Go <laughs> if, with the OT, man. Trump. Go with the original Trump, man. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> if, 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 you have, if you have Trump, you figure he's a, he's a creator of the policies. Why yeah. not use the guy who has the brains, you know? And the last thing, Sean, before I hang up, great uh, a robot picture that you had on your, on your uh, side. I, okay, let me explain this because people are uh, – thank you, man. I appreciate it. Just very, very quickly, and I'll talk maybe a little more about this later. I, I've come up with a Facebook page just for my books and crap, because they're really, they can be sometimes hard to find on Amazon, you know, because only like one person buys one a year. So I put together a, a Facebook page for my books and my artsy-fartsy stuff. It's Sean Rhymes' books and stuff. 
And I posted, remember I said last week I used AI. I'm ashamed of myself. I use AI to come up with a cover design for this new sci-fi book I'm working on. Well, that's what he's talking about. It, it's a hot Mexican chick in a spacesuit. Okay, there you go. God bless AI. Sean Rima's books and stuff. You can find it on Facebook. Now, why the old lady yelled at me. And this is part of a larger observation, James and Don. And Don travels a lot. You know, you, you've tra- done some traveling. You're getting ready to do, to do some traveling. Yeah. And I'm being honest. I freaking hate it. I don't, I've, tra- I've spanned this country. I, I haven't done a lot of international traveling, but I've traveled this country. I've lived in a lot of different places. I don't ever want to move again. I don't like going anywhere. I was happy to be there for my kid, but I don't like flying into Colorado. I don't, I don't like flying anywhere. I like staying home. I'm with Corpus you. is as far as I like to go. All right? That's tra- that's world travel to me is going to freaking Corpus. All right? I hate- so anyway, and I and I, there are some examples of why I hate traveling and this is a new thing that happened over the weekend. Now, I've made an observation I said on where in Rima in that I have noticed routinely that when I am flying out of Texas, whether it's to Colorado or it's to Maryland, people are rude as snot. People are just rude. People who are going to those places. I've noticed to a, uh, to a journey, to a trip, that when I'm flying back into Texas, people are all nice and they're polite and they treat you well. Okay, I'm flying out to Colorado. We land. Okay, I'm standing up, you know, ready to get in the aisle and get the hell off there. And all of a sudden, like a Muppet, this old crone just appears over my seat and goes, Would you please stop coughing in my ear? She's behind you. No, she's in front of me. Oh, okay. She's and then she freaking disappears again. Right. And everybody's looking at me like I'm a scumbag, like I, I'm a horrible, like I got TB or something, and I got COVID, and I'm slinging, I'm slinging boogers everywhere. I didn't cough once on that trip. Mm-hmm. I, she's tripping. She's tripping on the trip. I don't know what she was talking about. But she made a point to yell at my ass. She yelled at me, man. Right. Nana be tripping. If I want to be yelled at by a woman, I'll stay home. I'm kidding. <laughs> there is an act of love. But right. the point being, and in, in, in general, I noticed that people were rude on the plane. Nobody's talking to anybody. Everybody's right. angling and elbowing each other. Even the stewardesses were were not pleasant, you know. Do you think it's because there are people that come to Texas are leaving and going back home, and then on the flights back, it's all Texans coming? They're going home, home baby. They're going home. I'm flying back, okay, and I always get the window seat. All right, I'm flying back, and there's a young man sit. And I hope you're listening out there, dude. Young man wearing a pair of work boots, by the way, sits down in the middle seat. That's his assigned seat. And I, I gather he might have been military or ex-military because he was really polite. Mm-hmm. D- young dude. Leans over and says, you know, I know it's kind of cramped here, but once we get in the air, if nobody sits here in this seat, aisle seat, I'll move over so you can have some more room. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. That's flying to Texas. Flying away from Texas, they're rude a-holes. I'm just saying this is an observation on the great state of Texas, is that when you're coming here, people are nice. When you're leaving here... People are awful. We need to build the wall. We need a wall around Texas, an inner wall around Austin, and I, I'll just stay here and deal with happy, nice, pleasant people. Right. I've never had that happen. You've never had that happen? No. Uh, Don intimidates people with his 
tall, bald. You just scare people yeah, everywhere you go, so they're going to be polite because no, they don't want you to kick their ass. I don't think that's the case at all. Right. I, you know. You've never experienced rudeness flying out of Texas. No. Hey, taking your Maybe call. it's you. <laughs> Maybe I'm just an a-hole, and when I leave, I don't realize what a bad mood I'm in, and I'm actually putting, ba- putting out a bad vibe. Right. Because I don't like travel. Yeah. Am I just a pathetic, old, that, angry old fart you know, at this plus point? Plus, it's that long white beard you have, too. Uh, really? What do you mean? I look like a weirdo? Look like Are you a suggesting white Osama I look bin like a, Laden over there? I look like a wino and what is Osama bin Laden? Like a white Osama yeah. bin Laden. A white and oh, wow. Honky yeah. bin Laden. <laughs> honky bin Laden. Yeah, Osama yeah. bin Honky. That's you. <laughs> Osama bin Honky. <laughs> Let me tell you, also, there's a lot of honkies in Colorado. Yeah. I got another story but. I'll tell you about the graduation ceremony. All right. Yeah, a lot of white people in, in Colorado. And they're just not my tribe anymore. Two ones. <laughs> I proudly identify as a Mexican Jew, all right? Oh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean. We'll be right back. <laughs> Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. That's cool. Some cool music. I like cool music calms my nerves and my anxiety actually i don't have much anxiety anymore unless i'm at dia i'll tell you my other airport horror story coming up and why you should just wrap your arms around uh our airport and and just love on it <laughs> but first the serious stuff i uh, you know i uh, another reason and i'm gonna be just totally honest with you here another reason i don't, i'm not really into traveling anymore is that things are just so freaking dicey everywhere you go, especially other major cities. Not that we don't have our issues, we do. But what we're seeing going down in other cities is just... And you could throw Austin into that. I, 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 I don't know if you guys talked about this because this story, I don't know if this story was out as of last Thursday, uh, but I, when I was kind of getting reacquainted with the news cycle yesterday, uh, this one came up on me and... Uh, we, we see these kinds of things every day at this point. Um, in downtown L.A., you you have uh, uh, a bunch of uh, young men stomping and kicking a guy. Um, it, there's a, a very shocking video that was released by the LAPD. And shocking was their word, and it is shocking if you watch it. Um, apparently a guy in a pickup truck is stuck in traffic or he's moving along, uh, in some road in, in LA and there are some kids on uh, kids, uh, they're, they're, they're teenagers, young people, I, I don't know, late teens, early twenties, maybe, but they're all on, on bicycles and witnesses say the guy in the truck honked his horn. Because apparently maybe one of them, I'm assuming, cut in front of him and he almost hit them maybe or whatever. Or maybe they were just, you know, getting in his... I I don't know. The guy honked his horn. That's all he did. And these young men on these bicycles uh, got off their bikes, started slamming their bikes into his truck, smashed his windshield. He fled the vehicle uh, and they surrounded him. Like, like I, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Like a pack of dogs. Like a pack of wild animals. 
as I could tell, maybe five or six young men, uh, again, possibly late teens, mid-teens, late teens, I don't know, young, surround this guy, and they just swarm him. And they're stomping and kicking him. Uh, and, and, of course, nobody in the vicinity is doing anything. Uh, if you watch the video with the volume up, you're hearing people laughing. Obviously, people got their phones out. Got to make sure you, you record that so you can post it. The guy manages to get away uh, in back into his vehicle and takes off. But if you watch it, it, it is troubling. And, and there was another case I saw of, uh, maybe uh, when I was looking over the news also of some woman just, you know, again, got shoved onto some sub, some train tracks by some guy just randomly. Okay, this stuff, this stuff right here, okay? Right now, it may be a curious thing, right? We, we see these videos, and, and we're seeing more of these videos where people are just being randomly randomly swarmed by groups of people, mostly teenagers, and they just stomp them into the ground, or they lay a pipe upside their head. Or they they shove them out onto some subway tracks in, in NYC. You know, I mean, you're seeing it more and more. Uh, I don't know if it's an offshoot or a spillover from the smash and grab where they just swarm into a store and they tear up the joints. And if anybody that's an employee offers up any kind of resistance, they stomp them into the ground. They swarm them again. You, you know, you see the individuals committing these kinds of random attacks. But, man. You see a lot of this group stuff where just a whole bunch of young people just swarm one person and stomp and kick them into the ground. It's only a matter of time before somebody dies. And you want to slap the Marine in jail who put a guy who was a young kid who was threatening people and allegedly had already kind of uh, gotten physical with a woman on that train. You want to put his ass in jail for getting him into a headlock. This random swarming violence, it's like wilding. I mean, that stuff is the stuff that troubles me, and I'll tell you why. Because you see that attached to stuff. You see it attached to race stuff. Yeah? White guy, white person gets swarmed by, you know, a whole bunch of black teenagers. Right? Uh, it's, It's the tranny stuff, you know. What are we seeing? We're seeing more and more... Trans idiots, you know, somebody uses the wrong freaking pronoun or doesn't address them properly, and they're throwing punches and they're going on the, they're swarming you. You know, uh, it, it's it's troubling stuff because this is brown shirt territory. This is thuggery. This is uh, th- these these are people who I believe are being. Uh, inspired and spurned on, if you will, by political forces. I mean, you you look at this guy they just elected to Chicago who already, I think we can kind of see, is a thousand times worse than Lori Lightfoot was, and she was freaking horrible. You got a bunch of young teenagers, yeah, sorry, mostly black it looked like, who who just took over uh, downtown Chicago and we're randomly just, again, swarming people, stomping them, breaking car windows, stopping traffic, you know, beating up people, stealing crap. And, and that guy said what? Oh, let's not demonize them, poor little victims, you know? 
Okay, this kind of random violence is what you, it's the wage you reap, right? (laughs) It's the crop you reap, if you will, when you're all about defunding the police and you're all about the victim message that Tim Scott was talking about yesterday. Hey, it's not, you deserve to trash the town. You deserve to beat the crap out of somebody if they give you some pushback on anything. If somebody honks their horn at you, it's probably an act of racism and you deserve to beat the crap out of that person. In other words, if you're a member of a minority group, even if it's a made-up fake one like the trans thing, because of your oppression and your victimhood, you deserve to do whatever the hell you want to do whenever you want to do it, and no one's going to stop you. And if they try to stop you, it's because they're oppressing you and you're, they're a racist and, or they, they're transphobic or what have you. Time to get what's yours, man. It's what it's all about. If that's your message, and as we talked last hour and where in Rima about the public education system and the indoctrination and all that stuff, if you're telling people from as far back as they can remember that they're a victim and they deserve to be violent and deserve to steal stuff, guess what? Wow, they're going to do it. Only what you may not realize is you've created a kind of a Frankenstein monster, yeah? It's going to come for you at some point. What do you think about that? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The news, weather, traffic, and sports for your day. That's why I listen. Always on Newstalk 550 KTSA. All day, every day. And FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Nah, I'm Sean. All right, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Okay. Um, you know, one of the things you hear about our our airport all the time, right, is, oh, we got to make it a world-class airport, right? We need more boutiques and shops. We need to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. San Antonio is a world-class town. We need a world-class airport, man. All we got now is a damn Chick-fil-A. And as our GD mayor said one day, well, a long time ago, right? Yeah, try buying waffle fries on a Sunday. I don't care. I'm going to tell you something, okay? I, I, I don't go to the airport to eat a fancy meal. I don't go to the airport to shop in a fancy freaking store, okay? I go to the airport to, to do one thing, and that's to either get my ass on an airplane or get my ass off an airplane. That's pretty much it, all right? If I got some extra time and I want to do a little shopping or I want to get some food, okay. But more, I, in other words, I don't give a crap about what stores or restaurant are at the stinking airport. What I care about is whether or not I can easily, you know, and without having a freaking heart attack, get on a freaking plane. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, I'm, pretty, I'm a simple cave dweller in that regard. And I love our little airport. It's not a big airport, but you know what? It made it a little bigger. You got a little more parking, right? But it's an easily, you can get through the San Antonio airport very, very easily. I've, I've gone through that airport dozens of times, guys. I've, I, don't, I can't think of one time I ever had any kind of freaking issue at the San Antonio airport. DIA tried to murder me yesterday, okay? Or, or Sunday, D- Denver International Airport, they tried to kill me. 
Denver International Airport is one of those airports that people talk glowingly of, right? It's it's big. It's really it's freaking massive. It's got all the fancy restaurants and fancy sushi bars and fancy boutiques you could possibly want. Okay, if you want to buy a purse made out of bison leather, you can probably find one there. All right? But it tried to kill me. We landed, because I, I had a connector flight. I flew out of Grand Junction, which is where my kid went to school. Okay, it's on the other side of the Rocky Mountains. So I fly my ass back uh, to DIA on Sunday afternoon uh, so I can make my connecting flight. Guys, I had an hour. I had an hour. From the time my plane landed, my little Airbus landed at freaking Denver International Airport, I had an hour to get to my next gate. Okay? Guess how long it took me to get to that next gate? Knowing you, the whole hour. It was an hour. Yeah. And they got those fancy schmancy little walking tracks. Well, the moving it, sidewalk, it, it was did you the, use that? I did. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's I, that's why I didn't need a, uh, an ambulance crew. I mean, I, I you know, I because I, I also had a heavy-ass gym bag. Mm-hmm. My daughter did never sent our Christmas presents at Christmas time, so I'm like Santa Claus. Okay, I got this big honking gym bag stuffed full of Christmas presents and my heavy-ass cowboy boots, okay? Right. It's heavy, man. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. I can't make left turns as a result of carrying this thing on my shoulder yesterday. And from the time I left my gate, I was at the gate for my connecting flight to come back home was the gate at the edge of the universe. It was on. It was the furthest freaking corner of that freaking airport from where I was dropped off. And I I I was huffing it, man. Yeah. And you have to take a train. It's one of those places where you have to go below deck. You have to go into the subterranean level and take a freaking train because it's so freaking far away. Yeah. I got there right as my plane was boarding. I almost missed my flight. Just getting my, you know, bad heart riddled, you know, not fat ass anymore, but out of shape ass across that airport. Dude, I, I, I feel bad for the guy I flew home with because I stank like a locker room. <laughs> I just stank. I sweat. <laughs> People were looking at me because I'm, I'm getting to the little walkie track thing, and I'm putting the bag down going, oh, oh, Jesus. <sighs> My sciatica. Uh, I am. I'm just I'm like hanging on the rail. I've got uh, a condition. i got a condition. <laughs> Where's Concourse freaking A on Mars? Anyway, I love our little airport. I have spoken. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Hour number two on a Tuesday. Good to be back. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Now, if you're on my Facebook page, what I do uh, the night before I, I do a gig, a gig is I, I, I post all of the stories that I might talk about on my Facebook wall because that's how I have them ready uh, to go at my fingertips the next morning. That's just my way of prepping the show. And then once the gig's over, I delete them all. Uh, there's a couple of stories that I wanted to talk about that are actually kind of connected because I, I put up the story about Jay-Z and Beyonce who has a really big, beautiful butt and a fascinating singing voice. 
She's actually very talented. I'm not going to take away from that. But she does have a big butt, and that's a large part of it. Well, her and Jay-Z, just, well, it's, come on, it's true. We all look at her big butt, don't we? Don't act like I'm the sick one. Uh, well, they just brought, they just bought uh, the, the most expensive house in Los Angeles history at $200 million. It's over 40 freaking acres. They already own a, a Mangushin in, in Bel Air and various other properties. They, they, they're doing really, really well. And I posted that, and I'm getting a lot of responses from people. Who cares? You're right. It's a big who cares. But it is interesting when you kind of compare and contrast the life of Jay-Z and Beyonce, who are big liberals, who thought Donald Trump was freaking awful, who claimed to hate capitalism, they believe in climate change, they, they rail about CRT and systemic racism, but it seemed to work out for them all right here in America, buying, uh, you know, again, the, the most expensive damn mansion in freaking Los Angeles. Meanwhile, at the NAACP, they have issued a travel advisory for folks, for black people, and I suspect brown people, trans people, you know, don't go to Florida because they hate you there. Uh, the NAACP, here's the official tra- travel advisory against going to Florida. Florida is openly hostile towards African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. Reads a formal advisory on the N- This is on the website, on the NAAC website. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the, that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the, ta- the challenges faced by African Americans and other communities of color. Hey, what color are the trannies? Just want to make sure I know. What, you know, crayon in the crayon box are they? Uh, in other words, Florida bad. Okay, if you're black, they're going to just, you know, just attack you as soon as you cross over the border. Uh, you know, if you're tranny, they're going to kick your ass. And th- This is all based on the fact that they have state laws now, or they're going to have state laws once they go into action, that will ban, you know, pornography in elementary school uh, uh, libraries and curricula, you know, sex stuff. Uh, you can't do uh, drag shows around kids. Also, no gender stuff with with kids. You know that kind of hateful behavior, hateful and exclusive uh, or exclusionary behavior. And because uh, they want to protect kids in Florida, it obviously means they hate black people. If you buy into this crap, and certainly people do, right? Remember the whole uh, "don't say gay" uh, law that they were all, which is all about the sex stuff in the in the in the schools. Um, it, it, first off, if you are a true believing idiot uh, on the left there and you buy into all this happy crap, you can you explain to me how Florida is any of this? Can you explain to me how Florida is just inherently dangerous for black people? I'm assuming uh, like Hispanic-y types like my wife, you know, I, I, they're, in, they're, in, they're in trouble. They're, they're POCs, right? And, oh, boy, if you're a black tranny, you're really going to get your ass kicked in Florida, apparently, according to the NAACP. Well, what's interesting about that is that the guy who wrote that advisory or who approved it 
Leon W. Russell, who is the chairman of the NAACP Board of Directors. Wow, guess where he lives? Right, in Tampa Bay, Florida. According to their own Twitter account, the NAACP leader resides in Tampa Bay, uh, and he has held several posts uh, within, I guess, the NAACP and political posts, uh, or I'm sorry, within the the organization within the state of Florida for years and years and years and years. So the guy who doesn't want you to go to Florida lives in Florida. And this may come as a shock to you, but he's black. He's a black guy. A black guy who is telling other black people not to go to Florida because it's too dangerous for you because they just are, they're so stinking racist. Okay, he himself lives in Florida. And that's kind of the hinky-winky part about the whole uh, liberal agenda, right? Hypocrisy. It's really hypocrisy for the left are, is almost policy at this point. Does that not undercut the message? First off, the message is gibberish, right? I mean, that's, 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 unless, unless you can call me up, maybe you know. And I, I'm just, you know, being a, a, a stupid person. I, I'm, I'm just unaware. Maybe you can call me up right now. If you're passionate about this or you have a very definite opinion on Florida, which a lot of people do uh, on the left. Yeah, you know, I think we heard this on the View. Trey was saying they were talking this crap on the View, and you you hear this from folks in the media all the time. I'm sure Jay Z and Beyonce are are all about not going to Florida, right? Unless she has a concert there, probably because they make too much money. Got to got to pay for that mansion in in L A. and the mansions in Be- in Bel Air. But maybe I'm just a simple cave dweller, and I'm not really seeing what's going on here. If you know how Florida is dangerous for trannies and black people, can you call me up and explain it to me? Because maybe if you, if you could show me the evidence, if you can provide me with an, with an example or a genuine reason as to why black people and gay people shouldn't go to Florida, I'd love to hear it. I like, I, I'm, a, I'm a curious fellow. You know, educate me. James, I mean, it, you and I were talking about this. The guy lives in freaking Miami. Or Miami? not Miami, in, uh, 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 what did I say? Uh, he's, I think he's in uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, right. It? But L- the Miami has one of the largest and most prominent LGBTQ communities in the United States. Well, it does. Also has a massive Hispanic community as well. I mean, you know, I... Why are they still there, man? Why is why are they, if it's so damn dangerous? And the gay uh, population visiting Miami generates a lot of revenue for Florida. Well, apparently they're at risk and they're in crisis. <laughs> so much so the NAACP is putting out an advisory. Get out of Florida. Have you seen Birdcage? <laughs> that was in that was in South Beach. I guess that was. I yes. forgot. Yes, it was. Florida's pretty gay. You know, I mean, let's be <laughs> very. It's very gay. I got nothing against gay. That's fine. Hi, Poppy. <laughs> Just leave the kids out of it. You know, I, I don't care how you live, but man, this idea of dudes in locker rooms with their junk hanging out around, you know, minor females has got to stop. That there's that's a crime. But nobody, you're not going to get, nobody's, you're not going to get, you know, kicked out of Florida or attacked because you're, I'm not saying individually. I mean, sure, stuff happens. I'm just saying you're, this guy's making it out like it's government policy in Florida to be hating on trannies and black people. And, and we just got to get them out of here.
And I don't know how that, if you know how that's going on. Again, as James points out, got a fairly sizable gay community in Florida on the panhandle there. So, 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 but you know, it's the same claim about trannies in general that they're under attack somewhere. They're, you know, being targeted. Where's that going on? I'm not saying it's not going on. I'm just saying I don't see that it's going on to the extent that you're hearing, all right? I mean, what I see is trannies beating up biological women. What I see uh, are, are trannies, you know, if somebody says they offers up the wrong pronoun because they can't magically look within the soul or the brain of some perfect stranger and determine that it's a dude living like a woman, and they get their asses kicked. Right now, if you're trans, you're, you're the coolest guy in the room. You're, you're winning uh, athletic championships around the world. You're picking up scholarships. You're getting, you're getting a beer, Nate. You're getting a, you're, you're a tranny ass on a beer, <laughs> which didn't exactly pan out for Anheuser-Busch. But Disney's got tranny characters. How are they under attack? Yeah, that term transgenocide. Where? No, there's more straight people killed every day in the United yes. States than gay or trans combined. Yes. And, and where are the gay people and the trans really getting executed and, and wiped out? Right. In many of the countries uh, that a lot of these fools on the left say we need to be supporting, working with, and, and not being Islamophobic. If, Islam- if you're in a fundamentalist Islamic country, well, there you really need some travel advisories, right? If you're black or you're gay or both. Because they'll toss your ass off a building, man, at at least. But don't go to Florida. Holy Jesus. Don't go to Florida. Even though we, you know, the guy on the board of the NAACP apparently lives there and it's fairly safe for him for some odd reason. 210-599-5555. But meanwhile, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce, you know, just want you to know how black people are victimized in this country. And they're, they're going to be doing, hopefully, a new podcast from their $200 million a year mansion in L.A. to let you know about how black people are oppressed. I guess the, the racists miss them, you know what I mean, and the race line, you know what I mean? Like, somehow Beyonce and Jay-Z slipped by the wall of systemic racism. Jay- Obama did, too. Jay-Z owns uh, shares in sports teams. He's got uh, clubs in New York. No, the, 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 the white system just hasn't noticed him yet, okay? They'll, they'll get around to him and, and, and canceling he's, he's him. A, and he's a billionaire. Him. He's a billionaire. He's part of the billionaire's club. He is. He is. They are. How much of that vast fortune, though, was, in fact, the result of Beyonce having a big old butt. 210 I'm sorry. She could sing. My daughter actually played some music for me once. But she also has a big old butt. 210 It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 talking about the NAACP offering up an advisory, a travel advisory for black people and trannies to Florida because they'll kill you there. Because you're in crisis. It's dangerous there. It's too dangerous for you, even though the guy who wrote the advisory and who chairs the NAACP uh, lives in Florida. Here's Margie. Margie, how you doing? 
I am fine, and I listen to you every day, and I appreciate you. you God bless you. Thank you. Um, I have a comment on the Denver airport and our airport. Our airport is just fine. There is nothing wrong with it. I've been <laughs> to many airports, and I was, I'm was i retired military, so you know mm. I've been in a lot of airports. Yes, you and have. Denver just about, just about killed me, and I was a whole lot younger when I was there. Oh, so I totally agree with you. It sucks. I mean, they overbooked our flight, and then they put us in a hotel 100 miles away from the airport, gave Ugh. us no food. It was the worst experience I ever had with my family. Yeah. Ever. I hate DIA. I'm with you. Margie, thank you so much for the call. You're welcome. God Have bless. a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for the support. Did she say she listens to me in bed? Or she listens to me, listens to me in the morning? I, I did not hear in bed. I was wondering if she was still in bed when she was wearing. I'm so sorry. I just had to go there. I'm in now such a silly-ass mood now right now. you just made Margie laugh. I made Margie laugh. You're you laughing, did. aren't you, Marge? You're laughing. Uh, 210-599-5555. You know, I, I want to get into this when I get back because there was something that happened that was kind of really interesting that happened at my daughter's graduation. Now she's out. I can be open about where she I kind of kept it a secret because I didn't want people bugging her. I don't know if they would or not, but probably not. But uh, she she graduated from Mesa University in Grand Junction, Colorado. It's a small liberal arts college, very well respected, but not a large college by any stretch of the imagination. And Jared Polis, the governor of the state of, of the state of Colorado, gave the commencement speech, which I was a little surprised by. It's not a big, well-known college, you know what I mean? He's a Democrat, right? He's a, Yes, he, he started off his political career, and I interviewed him back in the day when I was working at KOA in Denver. Uh, he started off as a city councilman in Boulder. What does that tell you? <laughs> the, the whole reason you have legal weed in Colorado is because of Boulder and the city council and a group called Safer. Anyway. Uh, what what Jared Polis was talking about, I'll, I'll get into, you know, when we get back. But I got to tell you something. There's a lot of white people in Colorado. There, I just said it. A lot of Caucasians in Colorado. I'm not being critical. But if we're talking race here, and we are talking race in Florida, Mr. Man, James, there's a lot of white people in Colorado. And especially up in the mountains, okay? A lot of white people with big cabin-like houses. Well, they're, they're, they're McMansions, but they look like wood cabins. You know what I mean? It's really kind of bizarre. Uh, and I'm at the graduation ceremony there for my daughter at Mesa University. It's a kind of a hippie school. You know, you see a lot of middle-aged broads in tie-dye dresses. You know what I mean? See some man buns. See some man bunnage. A lot of man bunnage. Jeans aren't loose. Jean, jeans are very tight and stuffed into these knee-high snow-stomping <laughs> boots. With the fringe, got the fringe on it, you know. That it's it's Honkyville, man. It really is, okay. And I I've I've kind of gone native here in San Antonio. I'll be honest with you. And I broke away from the our my my ex in laws, because I wanted to see my kid. I wanted to be really close so she could see me when she walked up the stage. And so I made my way down through the people down to the fence line. There's a little fence around the field where the kids were all seated, seating, waiting to get their degree. Okay. My kid is kind of on the edge of that, so I was able to get close to the fence, and I could see my kid, so I could wave at her when she walked. Hi, baby, daddy, so proud of you over here. 
Okay, now this is this is a true damn thing, which is what I'm about to describe to you. If you think I'm a racist <laughs> pig, I don't care, okay? No Mexicans anywhere. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's Honkyville. There's no, it's a sea of white, okay? I'm not a white basher, but a sea of white. I get down the fence, and all of a sudden I realize that I am standing in the center of the only Hispanic family there. I just very naturally found my way there. Did they call you Mijo? I'm, I, yeah, I'm practically. I'm wearing, and I forgot. My wife picked, helped me pick out the shirt. It's kind of Hispanic-y looking, right? I got kind of a Mexican design on it. And I'm like, hey, man. I just felt completely at ease. I was like, hey, man, how you doing? You got a kid here? Oh, yeah, that's my girl right over there, man. You got somebody here? I'm like, yeah, that's my daughter over there, the blonde. Oh, man, that's great, isn't it? You know? And I just hung there, and I was like, I'm so happy I found you. Serenity. These white people are all freaking me out, too, man. Nah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm when it comes to my racism, at least I'm honest about it, all right? I don't bash white people, but they're not my tribe anymore, okay? Did you walk They're up? not. Did I fa- I didn't look for them. I f- they found me. I just naturally went to the place where the Mexicans were, you know, and I hung out with them, and I got a great time. Did they have any corn in a cup? No, but they, Damn it. they were like, you know, just <laughs> dancing and stuff, you know, <laughs> and like clapping each other on the back. They were the happiest people there, you know. Everybody else has got a sundress on, and they look up unpleasant. Oh, I love it. You know, so it was that was cool. And that's a true damn story. And I don't care what you think about that, man. All right. You want some funnel cake? You can go to Florida. You want some funnel cake, man? I brought some. Made my own. Churros. Can't, can't churros. buy any churros here in Gun Junction. No, but they have a lovely asparagus farm down the street. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs> you suck my 50 KTSA FM 1071. Man, I love the Pink Floyd. Um, well, I, you know, I, I wanted to talk about something that was, very, that was very interesting that I observed in Colorado while I was there, and it plays into uh, some of the news. We, I know we have a, a political debate going on over school choice here in Texas. They're dealing with this up in Austin, right, at the state house. We're getting near the end of the se- end of the session, which you know, and, and Trey brought this up on Warren Ryman is absolutely right that you know a lot of these controversial bills. And this isn't a Democrat or Republican thing because they both do it. They've had all the entire session to, to work this stuff out, and they, they leave the controversial stuff till just right at the end if they deal with it at all. So then they can get the hell out of there and go have a nice summer, controversy-free. And school choice is one of them, right? I, I, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm a big I'm a big old fan of school choice. You know, I really you should have that right to, you know, take put your kid in whatever kind of situation you want to put put your kid in. If that's a private institution, a religious institution, you want to homeschool. Homeschool kids classically do substantially better uh grade wise uh than than public school kids. And I'm not slamming public school teachers. Some of you I am because some of you, some of you suck. Some of you are really just activists parading as teachers. You're not the, that's not the lion's share of teachers in this country who are hardworking people devoted to educating the kids, but they got a whole lot of bureaucratic and political bullcrap in their way. 
And I don't, know if, I don't know if you've noticed, but in most of these liberal cities and liberal towns where the the local school board is so far up the Democratic Party's ass that it's all about trannies in the, in the library and in the locker room and sex stuff in the, in the libraries. And, oh, my God, the gender crap. And you're trapped inside somebody else's body. You want to get your, your, your genitals removed, your, your breasts taken off? You want an abortion, kid? We won't tell mom and dad. Yeah, you know, the, the in these cities where that stuff is going on, have you noticed the kids are graduating and they're not they're not literate. They're they're showing that uh, uh, school system after school system in 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 this country, largely in uh, towns run by you know a stranglehold of liberal policies, especially in the school systems, the kids you know they're they're graduating functionally illiterate people. They're not up to snuff on reading. And comprehension on math. And we bring this up a lot on where in Rima. China ain't got this problem with their kids. Some of the most educated kids on planet freaking Earth. Uh, so the, when the government, basically the government destroy, is a destroyer of stuff. You know, uh, when, the government, when the government took over the public education system, have you noticed they really suck at it? This is probably why they don't want mom and dad involved and why the DOJ is targeting you and Homeland Security is targeting you as a domestic threat. They don't want you involved in the indoctrination process. And I saw this with my own eyes this past weekend. Because you know what? That indoctrination begins in preschool because we now have preschool, right? It's a big liberal puke thing. All the way up till they graduate uh, with a four-year college degree, as my daughter did this weekend. Do you know who the uh, the uh, uh, commencement speech, the person who gave the commencement speech was at my kid's college, which is just a little-known, small college in, in the Colorado Rockies? Yeah, liberal arts college. Jared Polis, the governor of, of Colorado. Jared Polis who began his political career when I was working at KOA in Denver as a city councilman in Boulder. Very liberal guy. Oh, by the way, he's gay. He's gay. Just You need to know that about Jared Polis because he lets you know every chance. He's gay. He's a gay guy. Uh, and a very liberal dude. Uh, he made some interesting choices during COVID that I wasn't you know, displeased with. But by and large, he's a liberal guy. And he's given the commencement speech. And we all know what a commencement speech at least used to be, right? Well, you made it. (laughs) You did it. Now you begin your life today. Now you begin your individual journey. And here's how this is my advice for you to realize your dreams and to have success. And people who are really, really good at at giving commencement speeches, it's usually kind of a a 50-50 mix, right, of positivism encouragement with a little dash maybe 50 maybe uh, 70 30 is a better ratio a little dash of reality as to what you're going to confront and how to get around that stuff right that's what a good commencement speech is wouldn't you agree wouldn't we all sort of agree paulus gets up there and talks about thermodynamics paulus spent his entire speech to the graduating class of mesa university 2023 talking about climate change and how they need to do their part to to support geo uh, you know thermodynamics 
and getting away from fossil fuels so they could save the planet. That was what the governor of Colorado's message was to a bunch of young people graduating with their BAs. And, and that's why you have people who are fully grown-ass adults at this stage, because you know, time-wise we're there, right, who are grown-ass adults who have been raised in a system that preaches endlessly and unrelentingly about this climate change hoax, about gender crap, about critical race theory crap, and by the and it continues all the way up to when they graduate college. But it begins in preschool, in our modern, you know, modern configuration or modern uh, version of, of preschool, which is largely in and of itself a political babysitter. And I was just like, I'm sitting there, dude, and I I didn't do any edibles, and I you know, <laughs> it was Colorado, <laughs> you know. All right, I had one just before that. All right, it was for the plane ride. It's legal. But I was I was sober as a church. I wasn't messed up. I wasn't high. And I'm sitting there watching the governor of Texas, I'm sorry, the governor of Colorado ramble about climate change during his entire commencement speech. There were some kids who started to nod off in the noonday sun. It was bizarre. But again, when you meet fully grown adults in your life, as Trey calls it, your circle of influence, and they, because you know what, a lot of people who are of that mindset, who have made their way through the public education system, then through the collegiate system in our country, okay, first off, one thing you learn is they don't follow stuff, they don't read stuff, they don't research stuff. These are people with college degrees. But they accept, they accept, they accept certain things, certain orthodoxies uh, from the left because they've had that stuff fed to them since day one. And that's what my takeaway was, apart from being very proud of my daughter anyway. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA. FM 1071, I'm Sean. What an interesting day back it's been. I was able to tie half my you know trip to uh, the news. Phone lines are open for a few more minutes if you have any thoughts on anything I've discussed, whether it's Tim Scott, school choice, uh, you know, random violence uh, across America and what have you. Uh, 210-599-5555. Oh, and just as a pick-me-up from last week, I met the new boyfriend, my, my daughter's boyfriend, first time ever interacted with a with a guy my daughter my beloved my precious little girl was dating you know what he's all right he's a good guy i was nicely surprised i didn't know what to expect uh but he does he is from texas originally so he's very polite dotes on my kid i mean he's a very devout boyfriend he's a very good you know he's a good guy i liked him james you called it though he's a little bit of a nerd He's he's a he's a cool nerd, but he's got some nerdiness to him. He's a theater kid. Yeah, no, that's normal. He writes poetry. He's a nerd. He's you know he's my kind of guy. Did you see them kiss? No. Oh, good for you, buddy. No, they didn't do that in front of me. I'd be you know I'd be fine. It'd be a little oh, you weird. Just, you, yes, that's it's it's gonna icky. be weird. It's gonna yeah. be a little weird and icky. Get your lips off my daughter. Hey, you. <laughs> But I, I genuinely liked him. I, I honestly, he seems like a really good guy. He's very smart, very thoughtful, awesome. very polite. 
And he graduated too? No, he's got another year to go. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's going to be there at Mesa for another year. But I, I, I was very nicely surprised. They're coming down for a visit. Uh, they're going to start off, they're driving down. Because his folks actually live here in Texas. So they're driving down. They'll be here this weekend. So we can meet the rest of the family unit and our 10 cats. <laughs> what did Avery say but about was... that when you initially told her you got four more cats? You know, my kid is is a people pleaser, and she doesn't like to be negative, and so you have to learn how to read the signals. My daughter's reaction was, Dad. And I know that when she says the Dad, that, you know, she's in disagreement, like, thinks I'm nuts about something. <laughs> We're cat hoarders. What do you want me What do you want me to say? I'm, I'm going to be on A&E someday. All right, my wife and I will be on A&E someday. We're cat hoarders. We got ten. You know, I'm walking around, you know, Colorado with all these, you know, folks. And, you know, I, I, I'm wearing a main, my, my Maine Coon shirt, t- my Maine Coon T-shirt. I think Don Morgan got, got it for me. Yeah. It's, uh, what is it, the dark side of the Maine Coon. It looks like a Pink Floyd record. Yeah, yeah. It's got he, a big Maine Coon on it. He got you that. And I'm, they're at 10 cats. Well, what do you do with all those cats? You know, it's Colorado in the mountains. Cats. We have uh, pumas and bears. And I'm like, yeah, I want a Maine Coon. If I, and really, that's true. If I get him, I'd still get a Maine Coon. One cat to rule them all. I want one freaking big-ass Maine Coon I can call Simba. You know, and Simba will rule all of the cats. But, you know, I, people were looking at me a little strange when I told them I got ten cats. But, you know, hey, I don't, you know what? I don't care. I love having ten cats. I have 10 cats, and I don't care what you think about that. We've got two litter boxes. The cows is clean. Doesn't smell like cat fur. We just like cats. All right? That's all. So, anyway. And you like the new boyfriend. And I like the new boyfriend. I, 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 was not, I didn't know what I expected. I didn't know what to expect. Well, you didn't think he'd be all tatted up and stuff. I didn't want some schmuck. You know what I didn't want? I didn't want some guy like me. Well, what I mean is I didn't want some guy who operated like me when I was that age. Yeah. I didn't want her to meet me. He's a lot like me in that he's artsy-fartsy, you know, a little effeminate. He can, res- <laughs> he can respect a haiku. He can respect a haiku, you know. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a nerd. He's kind of nerdy, but he's in a good way. So there's parts of him that kind of remind me of myself, but he's not the scummy, shady me that I was when I was in my early 20s. Because I was, I was a slut. Two one zero five nine. Admittedly, for literature, people for literature. For literature, right? I was chasing the poem, and yes. Well, anyway, no, I was just partying too much. But yeah, I was nicely surprised for the first boyfriend I've met of for my daughter. I, I liked him; he's a good kid. So, but his parents weren't there. No. no okay. No, but that's he, at he, another date. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he's he's gonna he's they're coming down here so she can come hang out with us. He can meet, you know, the re- the rest of my family unit and the ten cats, and then he's going to roll on down or over to see uh, his parents where they are. So I, and- I think a visit to Echo Hill would not be out of the question. <laughs> I think Kinky should meet him. Kinky's like my old Jewish grandfather, <laughs> so I take him out there to meet the get his approval. It's on the way to his parents. <laughs> Why not? Let's stop over. One thing you don't bring up with Kinky Freeman is domestic issues, because here's the response you get. I don't do domestic. So, <laughs> only imports. Only imports, right. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe we'll take a ride up the road. And so anyway, it was, it was a good trip. Thanks to everybody, J.D. and Trey, 
uh, for for uh, keeping the store open, as it were. Also, did something different. I want just a quick announcement because people are always asking me about my books. Uh, I self-publish, so sometimes on Amazon it can be a little hard to find some of the editions. So I started a Facebook page. I'm still going to do. I got all my videos and radio stuff on KTSA, the Facebook page, and our website KTSA.com. But if you're curious about any of my books, I got a Facebook page now. Sean Rima's books and stuff. It's really fancy. And uh, all my the four books that are active, their titles are are there and available for you. Uh, I make about fifty cents a copy, so if you want <laughs> full disclosure, I was I, in fact I was having a conversation with my with my daughter's it's Sean Rima's books and stuff. It's got all the links and all that stuff. But I was having a conversation with him. He's curious about poetry and writing, you know. And I'm trying to be honest with him. I love it, but don't make it your plan B in case the first thing doesn't work out. Okay, it's not your. It's not for your retirement plan. <laughs> Writing poetry, all right. You're not going to fall back on poetry, son. Get a job. All right. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. No, you do an eclectic celebration of the dance. You do fussy, fussy, fussy. You do <laughs> Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, or Twyla, 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 or Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, <laughs> Michael Kidd, or Madonna, Madonna, Madonna.